0: they remember me only jesus
1: this is dreamwalker 1960 as a reminder you can read the transcripts of all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com you can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen all you need to do is do a search for dreamwalker 1960. one of the greatest challenges i have encountered in having people accept the truth of the Word of God is the fact that people cling to what has been handed down from one generation to the next, which is to show how successful one can be and how they can gather wealth unto themselves and pass it on to the next generation. They honestly believe with all their hearts that they are living and acting in a way that is seen as good and right before the Lord. In today's message and study, we'll examine what the Bible says about having wealth. To do this, we will start with the first letter of Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verses 17 through 19. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need, for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need. Always being ready to share with others. By doing this they will be storing up their treasures as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. So I am here to do as the Bible says to do, to teach those that have wealth how they are to become closer unto their Savior, Jesus Christ. To do that, we must go deeper into these verses, verse by verse. To start this, we will go to the King James Version, 1 Timothy chapter 6, 17. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. The first thing we are to look at is the phrase rich in this world. World is comprised of two Greek words. The first one equals to now, the present time, this time. The second one is An age, the world, a specific period, a cycle of time, especially of the present age as consistent with the future age. Therefore, a more accurate translation would be rich in this temporal reality we now live in. Those that have wealth are to do the following with their wealth. First, that they be not high-minded. High-minded means To be lofty in mind that is arrogant proud arrogant means unpleasantly proud and behaving as if you are more important than or no more than other people that's per Cambridge dictionary second not to trust in your earthly wealth but to put your trust in God for God gives us all that is required to be happy there are those that take, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, to mean possessions and material objects. But that goes against the word of Jesus Christ himself. Matthew 6, 19-21 Don't store up treasures here on earth, where moths eat them and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust can't destroy and thieves do not break in and steal wherever your treasure is there the desires of your heart will be also it simply means that god will give us all that is required to be happy in this world and in the eternity yet to come 1st timothy 6:18 that they do good that they be rich in good works ready to distribute willing to communicate In this verse, there are four more directives. Accordingly, the next would be third, that they do good. Good means to do good deeds, to work good. In simpler terms, do good works as shown in James chapter 2, 14 through 26. For faith alone is nothing. Fourth, that since you are rich in worldly wealth, You should be just as rich in good works, because you have the worldly wealth to be able to give more, to do more works than those that do not have earthly wealth. Here, people will protest and complain, for the wealth is tied up in their house, their car, their clothes, etc. This is just the point. Let us look at Proverbs 30. Proverbs 30, 7-9 O God, I beg you two favors from you. Let me have them before I die, first, help me never to tell a lie, second, give me neither poverty nor riches, give me just enough to satisfy my needs. For if I grow rich, I may deny you and say, Who is the Lord? And if I am too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. You are living in too big of a house. You are driving too expensive of a car. And your clothes are more than is required by someone who professes to be a follower of Jesus Christ. For who truly cares about their looks in this world? Matthew six twenty-eight through 32 And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will I eat? What will I drink? What will I wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. So you equate yourselves to unbelievers by protesting what is being said here? What does that make you then? Revelations 3 15-17 I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. I could wish you were cold or hot so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot I will vomit you out of my mouth because you say I am rich have become wealthy and have need of nothing and do not know that you are wretched miserable poor blind and naked you have just openly declared either verbally Or with your thoughts that you are the lukewarm that is why following this teaching if you have worldly wealth is so important so let us continue fifth ready to distribute distribute is willingly sharing ready to impart generous this means that you are to live modestly so that at a moment's notice you can access your worldly wealth and can be able to give to those in need at that very moment so the fancy house must go the fancy car must go and go get your clothes at a thrift shop or walmart sixth ready to communicate means willing to share sociable ready to communicate beneficent willing to share means willing to share the word of god the overall meaning is that you are easy to approach and talk to the opposite of high-minded you are not haughty and think yourself greater than anyone else philippians chapter 2 verses 1 through 5 is there any encouragement from belonging to christ any comfort from his love any fellowship together in the spirit are your hearts tender and compassionate then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose don't be selfish don't try to impress others be humble thinking of others as better than yourselves don't look out only for your own interest but take an interest in others too you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had why do all this that is what verse 19 addresses first Timothy chapter 6 verse 19 laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life We are not to keep our quote-unquote treasures here on earth, but in the presence of God. If you have been cursed with earthly wealth, and you desire to be with God in His service for all eternity, use that wealth to help the needy, the poor, the hungry, those hit by natural disasters, or our refugees from evil acts performed by others in the world that think they are better than their fellow humans. Earlier in this chapter from 1 Timothy, Paul was talking about those that caused division within the body of Christ. One of the reasons given for them doing this was because they sought after becoming wealthy here on earth. This is what is said about that mentality. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verses 6-10 Yet true godliness when contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people, craving money, have wandered from the true faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. For people, craving to have earthly wealth, have wandered from the true faith and brought upon themselves great sorrow. Verse 10 in the King James For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some covet after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Erred means to lead astray, seduce. Faith is persuasion, that is, credence, moral conviction of religious truth or of the truthfulness of God, faith, belief, trust, confidence, fidelity, faithfulness. For as Jesus Christ said in Matthew 6:24, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Money becomes the God of those that seek it, not our Creator through Christ Jesus, even though they may believe otherwise. These are the facts of the Bible, but also remember this from the Bible as well, Matthew 7:13 through 14. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gates is wide for many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it seeking and hoarding wealth puts people upon the highway and the wide gate it is up to you how you wish to spend eternity i have done as the holy spirit has directed me to do it is now up to you that listened to do what you must do god bless
0: make it count leave a mark build a name for yourself dream your dreams chase your heart above make a name the world remembers, but all an empty world can sell his empty dreams, I got lost in the light that it was up to me, to make a name the world remembers, but Jesus is the only name to remember. tonight no. Jesus.